Welcome to the Choose You Now podcast. I'm your host, Juliana Hever, and I'm really excited to introduce my guest today. Her name is Carolyn Morand, and she calls herself a confidence crusader. She's a content creator and curve model who shares her authentic experiences to inspire you to be your most confident self and make getting dressed easier. Her passion is helping women from all walks of life feel good in the skin they're in. She loves sharing about topics that may not normally be talked about, like bras and undergarments and swimsuits and feeling really confident in them. And then she creates an open dialogue that helps women feel beautiful and confident. And my favorite quote that I've seen from her thus far is that her greatest piece of advice is that body confidence, self-love, whatever you'd like to call it, is a journey, not a destination which is quite literally what we love to talk about here on the show. So I'm really excited to introduce Carolyn and to show you how she chooses herself. Hello, Carolyn. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to talk to you. Me too. You have such an interesting journey and you're so full of this beautiful positivity that's so infectious and inspiring. I would love to hear a little bit about your background and how you ended up in this beautiful pathway towards what you're doing right now. Oh my goodness. Thank you so much. That's so kind of you to say. Um, I guess my journey really began about 10 years ago. I was a senior in high school, um, submitted, accepted to college. My mom told me to go online, look up some scholarship information. And instead of doing that, I submitted my senior glam shots, uh, Tyra Banks was having a teen plus size modeling competition. So if you were a teenager and above a size 12, you were eligible to enter. So long story short, I ended up being in the top six. They flew my mom and I out to New York to compete um, on her Tyra show. I don't know if you remember her daytime TV show that she had. It was a very yes. similar. Yeah. I wish it was still on. <laughs> It was a I very love her. Yeah. <laughs> me too. It was a very similar format to America's Next Top Model, but since we were all teenagers, we couldn't be housed together. Uh, so I went on to become runner-up of the competition. So at 17 years old, I was completely crushed. I thought, you know, this was the beginning and the end. Um, and so then I, you know, proceeded to go to college in the fall and kind of just continue on thinking that it was over. Um, but eventually I got signed with my first modeling agency, um, and modeled here and there throughout college. And when I graduated college, I was kind of faced with this decision. Do I take a, a, a typical nine to five job like many of my peers were doing, or do I give modeling a real chance? Because I, I wasn't really able to commit the time, um, to it because I was in school full time. So after a long decision-making process, I ultimately decided to pursue modeling. Um, and I moved back home to Buffalo, New York, where I'm from, um, and was traveling based out of Buffalo and would go to New York and Philly and LA, wherever modeling would take me. Um, and so throughout my kind of experience as a model at the time, it was becoming more and more important to have a social media platform. Um, and so this, this was about 2016. I went to a casting or like an interview essentially for models. And the first question the casting director asked me was, how many followers do you have on Instagram? And I, I was so taken aback by that question. That wasn't something that was typically asked. And 
I stood up proud and tall and I said, I have 10,000 followers. And he looked at me up and down and says, oh, you better step it up, honey. So, <laughs> wow. So that for me was kind of my aha moment of, okay, what is social media? Why is it so important? And how can I explore this further and, and grow my platform? So this kind of allowed me to take a deep dive into what I was putting out there and what I wanted to be putting out there and who I wanted to be known for online. So really all I knew at the time was things that I've been learning as a model, fashion tips and tricks. So I figured, okay, well, this is what I know. This is what I can share um, and hopefully help um, someone in the process. So fast forward from there, I've, I've, I've really grown my platforms and it's become the majority of my business now. I still model here and there, but I'm a full-time content creator um, and that's a very long story, hopefully short to give you kind of a summary of how my career started. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's really fascinating. And just to go back for a moment, because we talk about like those moments in your life when you choose yourself, like choose you now, the name of the podcast. So, you know, do you think that it was d- the decision to go forward with the modeling? Like how, how did you make that decision? Because that's, that's a big life decision based on the trajectory you were on. Yes. So, you know, it was, it was really difficult for me because a lot of my peers were, you know, taking these incredible opportunities with Fortune 500 companies and healthcare and insurance and all those serious, fun, adult things. Um, But, you know, for me, I guess it took me a long time to accept that. Um, So I I went through the interview process and I did what I thought I should be doing, but kind of deep down, my heart was never in it. Um, And I guess I always thought to myself that I would, I would always regret not knowing what would happen if I didn't give it a chance. So that I think is what really drew me to that. Yes. It's so interesting. And so then all this happened with social media and that is quite shocking because you're like, wait, <laughs> what? Like the, I think everything, I remember when that was happening in, in my world too. So what would you like now, and I want to talk about what you do because it's so beautiful, but what do you think of, what, what is an influencer mean to you? So I actually, I still struggle with that term because it was really never my goal to be an influencer or to influence. Um, As you'll notice, I I prefer the term content creator because essentially I really enjoy creating content to hopefully provide and add value to someone's day-to-day life. That's really what I'm, I'm about and what I hope to bring onto my platforms. Yeah. And you call yourself, which I love the confidence <laughs> crusader. Yes. Yes. And so that's I, so good. <laughs> I mean, you're like, you're, you're like sitting there in underwear and lingerie and bathing suits and rocking it. Like most people can't do that. <laughs> well, thank you. I guess my, my intention is that, you know, by sharing those images from an educational perspective of sharing tips and tricks on how those undergarments and swimsuits should fit, um, it inspires you and empowers you to do that yourself. So I, I call myself a confidence crusader essentially as, as your cheerleader, I'm rooting you on and I'm going through it all alongside you. I don't have it all figured out whatsoever, but I think by acknowledging that and sharing my journey, it allows others to feel power within theirs. Yes. So exactly. Like, what do you think of the responsibility that's put on, well, we'll call it influencers, but we could say (laughs) content creators like yourself. I definitely do not 
take it lightly. I am so fiercely protective over the community that I've built. Um, and I feel a response, overwhelming responsibility to make sure I'm continuing to be authentic and honest in sharing the successes as well as the failures. Um, and I think part of the reason why my community that is so strong is because I've created the safe space to, to share it all, the good, the bad, the foibles, um, and everything in between. I love, I, I was looking through your blogs and one of my favorite things you said was your greatest piece of advice is that body confidence, self-love, whatever you'd like to call it, is a journey, not a destination. Yes. I really thought I was going to wake up one day and just be confident and that was it. I genuinely thought that. I was like, okay, maybe tomorrow, maybe the next day will be the day. Um, but once I realized that it's something that we're always working on, we're always striving for, and we're going to have our highs and our lows, but it, we're never done. We're never done learning. We're never done evolving. We're never done working on ourselves. And so that made it, for whatever reason, kind of switch in my head of like, okay, this seems a little bit more attainable because we just got to take baby steps every day in the right direction. We don't have to have it all figured out. Right. And that's very empowering just to, <laughs> to remind ourselves about that. Today, I'm so excited to tell you about this really wonderful company called Organifi. Organifi is a line of organic superfood blends that offer plant-based nutrition with high quality ingredients. One of my favorite things about Organifi is just how in alignment they are with the concept of Choose You Now. Their mission is to unite the world through health and happiness by providing access to high quality nutrition, education, and community. Choosing You Now begins with how you nourish and feed yourself. You are quite literally what you eat. One of the most intimate relationships you have with the outside world is through your sustenance. You take in food every single day, often more than one time a day, and this food gets broken down and transformed in our bodies and it evolves and it morphs and it becomes who we are. And of course, diet is the number one most powerful influence we have on our health. And you get to choose you now in every bite, again and again and again. What I love about Organifi's products is that they span the rainbow with items such as red juice, green juice, and gold. Visit Organifi.com slash choose you. That's O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com slash C-H-O-O-S-E-Y-O-U. And use the code choose you as the discount code when you check out and you can save 20% on your order. Okay, so how do you choose yourself when there are so many eyes on you? How do you decide like what not to share and what to share? So, you know, it's definitely a challenge, especially, you know, in the past year. I feel like all all of I can kind of go on the record and say that all of our worlds have been completely flipped upside down in so many different yes. ways. <laughs> um, you know, I, I try to my best to set boundaries and um, you know, I I've where I think that my lane is, is to provide and add value in the things that I know and the things that I don't know, you know, by sharing other accounts or other people that are able to speak to things better than I can. Um, and then of course, you know, personal boundaries of my family and stuff like that. I, I love sharing little glimpses, but something I kind of go by is a hundred percent of what you see on my blogs and, and platforms is me but you'll never see 100% of me on my blog and platform. Does that make sense? 
Yeah, it's actually really well stated. That makes perfect sense. <laughs> so you have to set some sort of boundaries just because, I mean, so much of you, you know, you put yourself out there so much. There are certain things that you just, you have to keep private and just for your own mental health. Yes. Did you learn that the hard way? <laughs> uh, sometimes. Yeah. It, you know, it. what happens is just, you know, you put yourself out there and you, you try to be genuine and people will always, you know, take what they want from it. And that's okay. But I think it's just a matter of being able to control the narrative and, um, you know, share authentically, but also protect your health and your mental health and, and those around you. Yeah, it's so funny. It's come up lately for me a lot with people I've been talking to about, you know, you could have a thousand amazing comments and yes. wonderful things. And then it's that one bad one or the one like mean one or little dig that just, it, it's like what you focus on, you yes. know, it's hard not to focus on that. It's so hard. It's, yeah. it, and it's just like, okay, I, you know, I can, I can acknowledge and realize that those comments aren't necessarily a reflection of me. It might be something that they're going through or they're feeling, but it doesn't make it any easier sometimes, you know? Oh yeah. It's like, it's never really personal. And these are like <laughs> these bots that are out there, but it's, it can really, it's, it's hard to manage that. How do you, so how, how do you deal with the viciousness of social media? Like, what do you do for yourself to protect yourself? So besides, besides boundaries with your content. <laughs> so, you know, I think, um, you know, taking a step back when, you know, and being really in, in check or in tune with myself, um, you know, rather than content boundaries, I also set time boundaries on the day. And, you know, when I, I, I don't look at my phone or my social media accounts until I said, sit down at my desk, ready for the work day. Um, and so that gives me kind of a, a better headspace to, log on rather than just first thing waking up and seeing a negative message and having that, you know, spiral my day. Um, so I think logging on and being in the right mindset is helpful for me. Um, and then when I am noticing myself sensitive or in a bad mood, I, I just, I log off, I shut it down for the day. Um, because there are some things where it could be a very simple question. It's very hard to read tone, um, written, you know, in messages sometimes. So sometimes I'm like, okay, is it me? Is it them? <laughs> Let, maybe let's just take a break. Let's take a breather, take a step back and come back tomorrow and try this again. <laughs> I think that's a really good strategy. It's like boundaries for yourself and it's boundaries for like work versus personal. And I love yes. that. It's good advice. Easier said than done sometimes, but. Yes, <laughs> that is so true. But in theory, at least you're working on it. Progress, not perfection. Yes, yes. Exactly. Journey, not a destination to take yes. your own words. <laughs> exactly. Was there a time when you you didn't know how to choose yourself? Like, how did this evolve for you? Like, you're, you know, you're young. This is a really hard career in terms of being in the public and being, you know, constantly bombarded with judgment and. And, and opinions. So like, how did that evolve for you? How did you find out these boundaries and figure it all out? Honestly, more recently, I think the fact that there's really no separation anymore for me between travel, work, play, you know, I'm in my house, I've been in, I've been home for the past year almost now. Um, and so I've really had to learn how to structure my days better and more efficient for myself. Uh, you know, I certainly, certainly do not have it all figured out. You know, I have my ups and downs just like anyone else, but I think by prioritizing myself, 
my family, um, my mental health is, is, has been essential to, I guess, successfully navigating that. And so what would you say in terms of self-care besides those things? Like, what do you, what do you try to do for yourself? Like for mental health and for all of that, how, what do you do? What's part of your routine that, that you think really benefits you? Absolutely. So I, I, every morning I get up, I do not check my phone, my email, nothing. I get up, I watch the news and then I'll, you know, take care of some personal health stuff around the house. I'll work out, working out. You know, it's so funny. I was never somebody that loved working out. I worked out because I knew it was good for me. Um, but it was, it's always been a struggle to find that motivation. So, but now with, I guess, quarantine, I've, I've scheduled it into my day. So I wake up and I know I'm going to work out, get it over with. And I I actually look forward to it now (laughs) (laughs) of having that time, um, to myself and, um, my husband and I, we work out together and then we take our dog for a walk. Um, and then we start our day, which is really nice. And then also, you know, I love getting lost in a good, in a good TV show or book, um, as well as a good skincare mask and, you know, pampering myself at home as much as I can. (laughs) I love that. What about like sleep and stress reduction? What do you do for that? Yes. So I'm very, we're pretty regimented with our sleep. Um, and I also am a firm believer of CBD. I don't know if you are a fan or not, or if you've tried it, but it significantly helped me and improved my stress and anxiety over the past year. Oh, that's good. Yeah. It's helped a lot of people. That's for sure. So what would you say to five-year-old Carolyn with everything you've learned about yourself? (laughs) It's actually funny. I am a firm believer of therapy. And my therapist will ask me this question a lot. What would you say? How would you, how would you handle five-year-old Carolyn in this situation? Um, and I think just being kinder um, and gentler and saying, you know, it's, it's okay to be who you are. It's okay to be proud of the way you look um, and just kind of like give her a hug. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> That's good advice. That's good advice. So, and then now with all that you've learned and known, and you filled this already with what you've shared today so far, but any advice that you would give to your followers or to our listeners on how they can choose themselves now? Yes. I would say, you know, surrounding yourself with positive influences, and you can take that anywhere, whether it's online, filling your feed with people that make you feel good whether it's people in your real life and surrounding yourself with people that lift you up and support you and you, you feel um, supported and challenged, but in a, in a supportive way by them. Um, and also just prioritizing your own mental health. What makes you happy? What helps you have a productive, successful day, week, life, and prioritizing whatever that means to you? What about can you talk a little bit about how you refrain from spending too much time on social media or what the implications of are the people that do? It's so hard. I mean, I say, you know, I have pretty strict boundaries around being on my phone, but my screen report is appalling every week on my (laughs) iPhone. (laughs) So I certainly don't have it all figured out or the best method. Um, but I think just being aware, I think that's really the first step in just realizing, 
um, you know, being in touch. Sometimes it's like that mindless scroll. You just, you scroll and scroll and scroll and, and you just like, you're like, what am I doing? What am I it, just being aware and being like, okay, I've been on this too long or this is not making me feel good. And just kind of being in touch and aware of, of that. That's very good advice. Thank you so much for sharing. Thank you so much for being here. And thank you for all the inspiration. It's really beautiful. I highly recommend everyone check out your beautiful pages and inspiring words of wisdom. So thank you. Thank you. That was so kind. I love speaking with Carolyn. She's so inspiring, especially about setting boundaries on social media. I think that's really important. Thank you for joining us. If you are inspired and enjoy the Choose You Now podcast, please subscribe to the show. And send us an email with questions and comments at chooseyounowpodcast at gmail.com. For nutrition services and more information, visit me at plantbaseddietitian.com. I invite you to choose yourself now, and I'm signing off with lots of leafy green love.